Write your story as it needs to be written. Write it honestly and tell it as best you can. I'm not sure that there are any other rules, not ones that matter. Neil Gaiman. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Today we're talking about writing the story, the actual process of putting pen to paper and making sure your story has the best chances of succeeding. Now, writing a short story for the sake of your writing club and these other things can be different than writing something that you know is going to be judged and how you do that while still writing selfishly. That's what this episode is about today. We do want to give credit where credit is due. A lot of the information that we're going to share today comes from Writer's Digest and their article making it past the first round of a writing competition. We will be linking to that article on the landing page of this episode. We're going to break this down into three parts. If you're doing the three-act structure, this is a little different because of the timing and rhythm of those acts. But we're talking about the beginning, then we'll talk about the middle, then we're talking about the end. So in the beginning, there was chaos. (laughs) When it comes to short stories... The backstory should bleed through, but not be offered on its own platter. There is too much to say and not enough time to say it if you are including the entire backstory of the character. It's especially tempting to start your story with a flashback because you want to include this information in to give your character depth, to give the challenges that they're facing meaning. It's very tempting, but the stakes are very low in a flashback, and it's often information that gets fed through the story anyway. So kick out that flashback and just start with the cool part. Because honestly, especially in short stories, questions are more powerful than answers if you want to keep the world engaging. And when it comes to starting that story and the first words that the contest readers will read and therefore the first words that you'll be writing, start in the middle of the scene and media res. We don't need to see things like starting with the alarm clock or starting with the character thinking about this and that. Starting in the moment where the action happens sweeps the reader off their feet and gets things moving immediately. And you've heard us encourage you to do this with your full-length novels, but it is even more important to do it in a short story. There is not enough time, not enough words, to cover the nice casual walk-up to the excitement. You also need to know the cliches and know to avoid them. I know we've talked before, again, about cliches and how sometimes they can be useful, But short stories are a different kind of world. One source that I saw online said that as many as half of the short stories they reject, it's because they open with a cliche. With a novel, you have the opportunity to take that cliche and turn it on its head. But with that short story, the judges are only invested until you lose them and then they'll put it aside. They have a lot of stories to get through more often than not. So they aren't going to give your short story the time to turn that cliche on its head. So like we mentioned with the waking up to an alarm clock or just driving or just contemplating life, these scenes are way too slow. 
They slow your story down. They waste precious words before even getting to the actual problem and the root of this short story. 99% of cliches are this really slow way to start a story. So skip them. Get past it. Get into what matters about what you're writing. On the other side of that coin, it can be dangerous to have an immediate crisis with your character without any connection to the character. If it takes me too long to care about the character and the crisis that they're in, it can also get tossed aside. So if that opening line of dialogue is, don't shoot me, okay. If it's a, you shot my dog, now I'm invested. Just go full John Wick. Yes. (laughs) So in summary, make your beginning quick, fast, to the point. Now let's get into the middle of the story, the meat of this contest submission. This is where you're going to address the theme of the contest. If the theme is writing on something like what home means, then your introduction to your story, its only job is to get them to read on to this point. So that can be more or less about anything, but you do want to address whatever the theme of the contest is. The middle is your time to do that. This is where your character is struggling to get home before Christmas or struggling to even define what home means. This shows that you as the writer are paying attention to the contest itself and that you are giving them what they're looking for. There still needs to be a setback, just like full-length novels, a moment where they're going to fail, but then you can lead that into their eventual victory. In a short story, you generally only have time for one. So you have one setback and then one overcome, and it's all in the same scene. So he's able to overcome it quickly by stealing the knife back from the other guy. Whatever this setback is should increase tension, make us care even more about the character, and help us root for them because they are succeeding over this crisis. The last thing we want to advise about the middle section of your story is to keep it short. It's very easy to go, I need to follow the three-act structure, which is a 25% in the first act, 50% in the middle act, and then 25 on the end. I would say in short stories, the middle portion of your story just needs to cover these basics and then just slide right on to the end. All you're doing is getting to the end. Beginning and end are more important in a short story. And in the end, remember, there are many different ways that you can resolve the ending of a short story. For one, the bad guy can win. Granted, you can do this in a novel. It's a little more difficult because you have that time that they've spent with the protagonists and you have the readers that want the protagonist to win and come out victorious, depending on your genre, of course. But in a short story, because it is short, because they haven't developed the same kind of relationship with the main characters, it is a lot easier and intriguing to have the bad guy win. This is especially popular in horror short stories because then the reader is left thinking the house is still haunted. The monster is still lurking in the woods and it can settle in the reader's soul very differently. So especially if you're writing to those darker elements, that might be a great way to linger in the minds of your readers. 
It can definitely help surprise the reader because it's not necessarily what they were expecting. Again, a lot of people go into stories expecting the good guys to come out victorious. They may lose some people along the way, but surely one person will survive this haunted house to send Sam and Dean after it. But no, everyone can die. And if I think at pre-author Lee, and I think through the favorite short stories that I had, they're almost always in the horror genre. You've got the Lovecraft, you've got Stoker, you've got a lot of these horror stories that make for great short stories as compared to something that's fantasy or dystopian. So if you don't want to have that ending where the bad guy wins, you can leave the characters on a new beginning. They learn a lesson and they're going to change their life. They've picked a new path for them to take that feels much more natural for them. Not only does it provide you an opportunity to write maybe a full-length novel about the short story later if you really want to, which may or may not be what I want to do with the short story that I recently wrote for an anthology, (laughs) but it leaves your readers thinking that there is hope for a future for these characters, that there is a continuation of the story and it didn't just end here. This can be something like your detective character, a new murder crosses their desk and they're off to another adventure. They're off to saving more people and helping more victims. This could even be something as simple as somebody asking the main character a question, wiping blood off of their forehead going, well, that was fun. When's the next time? And of course, you can have it end with some kind of big reveal. The secret that was there from the beginning that was hinted at, but now finally it's being resolved. Lovecraft did a fairly good job of this. I remember one short story where it's revealed at the end that the narrative character was actually a zombie. And that's why when he walked into a dinner party, everybody freaked out. Because there's a completely new context to everything that's done, especially if you're doing something a little more philosophical. Having that reveal at the end can be very powerful in helping the reader think about it when they're driving home from work. If you desperately wanted to use a cliche and turn it on its head, we should not know that it was a cliche at all until this exact moment, until it's revealed that she's the ditzy cheerleader or whatever. And I'm just going to say, it was all a dream does not count. That is the worst kind of cliche that you can try to put in there. Don't do it. They're never asleep. It's never a dream. That is so unsatisfying. They're looking for unique and original ideas. And yes, you can do that in your novel writing because there's a commitment to the time. It's much more difficult to have that pay off well in a writing contest because even if you write it in the best way possible, they're still going to be annoyed because they've seen this. They don't have to invest in you, so don't give them a reason not to. But like we said, there are a lot of options for whatever the short story is that you've chosen to write, and I honestly cannot tell you how to write it better than you yourself can, because every story is unique, and that's exactly what these judges are looking for, is a unique voice in the crowd. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, when you sit down to write that story, Right selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 